What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Volume. It's Jenkins and Jones presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting and combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay and try out same game parlay plus. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code JNJ, that's J-A-N-D-J, and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday, January 19th. And as always, we're coming to you live on the Amazon AMP app, 7 a.m. West Coast, 10 a.m. East Coast, every Monday and Thursday. What's going on if you're listening to us there? Or if not, you're catching us on all the other podcast platforms where the episodes are updated after we're done recording live. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by Mis Amigos, the Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's that, Bubba's? Uncle LeJethro. Dragonfly Uncle Jones, <laughs> a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking and... Mikael. Mikael. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking to get out to any NBA or NHL games, NFL playoff games this week, or even a concert, Game Time has amazing last-minute deals on tickets to all of those. You guys have heard us talking about Game Time, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. I am going to a Lakers game, taking Vinny to his first-ever NBA game tomorrow night. LeBron James, John ja Morant, cannot wait for that game. He has literally told every single person he has encountered this week that he's going to that game. He told the lady at Trader Joe's last night. He's wearing his Bron jersey all day, every day. He's wearing it underneath his school uniform. We're ready to go. So thanks to Game Time for making that happen. 
Um, no matter where you live, you can get out and have some fun this week. Download the Game Time app. It is the cheapest way to get in the door with last-minute deals. You can download the app, enter your email, and redeem code J&J for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, you can enter your email and the code J&J. That's J-A-N-D-J. For $20 off, download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Do, do y'all remember the first NBA game that you went to? Yeah, I was old as hell, bro. We couldn't go to them shits. First of all, I was in the country, and then, like, that shit was expensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. first one I went to was Bron. Really? Yeah, I, I went to a, I went to a, like, a, a exhibition game between, like, the Pacers and the Hawks in like Huntsville, Alabama when I was living in the South. But uh, I was like in college then it was Jason Terry. He was the point guard and he was, there was a freshman that was from Auburn. I mean, rookie that was from Auburn that just graduated trying to make the team. And Jason Terry was just, niggas think Jason was just a catch and shoot nigga. Jason had that motherfucking ball in a yo-yo when he was playing with the Hawks and he was snatching souls, dog. You feel me? Uh, Reggie Miller was old at that point. He set out. Uh, He didn't play no exhibition games, but yeah. So the first I really went to was Bron. Brian and Lionel Hawks. My sister actually paid for it. She she treated me on my birthday, dog. You feel me? That's awesome. Realest nigga on the planet. Yeah, I still haven't been to an NBA game yet, bro. I'm in no really? rush, but yeah. I'm, I mean, for one, I live fucking, you know, two and a half hours from, you know, uh, an NBA team. From a so. shitty team. Yeah, it is, <laughs> yeah, it is not a shitty. team that inspires road trips at that. So. <laughs> but, but yeah, man. One of these days. I was like 34, uh, so I was old too, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we so. went to um this it's so weird because going anywhere in LA in LA or Southern California is so expensive, but because of the Clippers, you could get tickets for free or for $6 or whatever. You know what I mean? When I was a kid. So we we we'd go to Clippers games and got to see got to see the big teams for cheap as hell, you know, just off the Clippers. As a Lakers fan, I didn't go to a Lakers game until my late 20s. I had probably been to 10 Clippers games at that point or something. It's just a very weird – it was a unique dynamic. I think that's why some people who are just like casual basketball fans in L.A. got really annoyed when the Clippers became competitive because it was like, but you're the – but you're supposed to <laughs> – this is how I'm supposed to be able to afford to see these teams. <laughs> You fucking the magic come to town. I'm a diehard magic fan. I'm supposed to be able to get tickets for five dollars to the magic game. Fucking bombers out here fucking up, <laughs> fielding a competitive team and shit. The nerve right. of that guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, before we get going on the podcast, uh, congratulations um, to Joy John's sister and uh, her family welcoming a baby boy, Uncle yes, Johnny. Sir. Uncle LeJethro couldn't be happier, bro. Congrats. Uh, how, how, how are you feeling? I, f- I feel like becoming an uncle is almost uh, makes you older than becoming a dad. Oh, for you know sure, what I mean? I'm, I'm 73 <laughs> right now, nigga. For real, no, I'm, like, I'm saying really bad jokes and loving it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm feeling good. No, I feel like, bro, like, I feel like I've been an uncle since Emory. You feel me? But, like, it, it's my sister who, like, is the person I would see. Like, I, when I look at my sister, up until she got married, I would see the, the the little kid that had like Cheerios in her hair, you know, that was like four. Like I always saw that baby, my, like she's my baby sister. You know what I mean? The first time I really saw her as like, wow, she's a woman was when she got married. When I was walking her down the aisle and we were having like an emotional moment prior, we were trying not to look at each other because we didn't want to cry because she didn't want to fuck up her makeup. And then I look at her, we're like midway down the aisle, like I'm getting emotional and she's just looking dead at Trey, her husband. 
she's just captivated with that nigga. Like I'm not, I might as well not even be there. And I was like, oh, she's just not my little sister anymore. And so like, I was like, okay. Like I, I kind of like, you know, I'm giving her away. I'm really giving her away to this, to, to, to Trey. You know what I'm saying? And so I actually dapped him up and hugged him at the fucking, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, my G, I, you know, you know, cause it meant a lot, but, um, uh, her getting, her seeing her pregnant this during Christmas, I'm like, damn, she's really a woman and how she's carrying it. And the doc, the, uh, the doctor, she had a, a, a black doctor, like it's Atlanta. So basically everybody, the nurses, the whole, everything, everybody was black. So I felt like she'd be taken care of because, you know, like generally black women are treated a particular way. But because she's a doctor, I feel like it might help her a little bit because she knows what the fuck time it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, uh, they, they said that she handled it like a G, like wasn't no yelling, none of that shit. They said they've never seen anybody deliver a nine pound, 14 ounce baby with the strength she had. But, I, but there was a moment where I won't get into depth with it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll talk to y'all about it. But like there's a moment when like the baby's shoulders got trapped and, you know, if Joy didn't do certain shit, there could be like some consequences. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, Joy told me she was just like, she said, she, she, her words were, I got in the game mode. She said, I knew what could happen. I had to do it. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? If I don't. That's so real. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the realest shit. Ever, that's the realest. And she, you know, like I said, my sister don't even cuss, bro. You know what I'm saying? But she was like, she said, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, everybody's healthy and safe, man. I'm just, woo. Well, I was praying, dog. <laughs> Me and God got real. You know what I mean? Like it was like that the night, the night it was the night before she was having contractions. And uh and uh did she she went in that morning, she was there she was there, and then she had a baby like in 24 hours after going into the hospital. And like I feel like I didn't breathe for like until you know she I got the the baby picture. But yeah, man, I'm a I'm a I'm a whole ass uncle. And she sent a picture, she's so cute. We already got plans for like you know, like her, her husband, Trey, my brother-in-law, who I, I love. He's a solid-ass nigga, real one. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I get what I need. Joy get what, what she wants. You know what I'm saying? She prayed about this shit. She got exactly what she, what the fuck, you know, uh, she has. But yeah, man, like, uh, I talked to Trey. We already got plans to, like, you know, have them on FaceTime, getting to know each other, when, you know what I mean? And, you know, swapping in the summers and all that. So, yeah, man, we want them to, you know, have each other's back. So... Hopefully we That's have awesome. more kids each other, but it, each each of us. But if we don't, you know what I mean? They they they'll, they'll have some. They'll have somebody to have their back, and that that's always been important to us. So, yeah, man. That's the, I'm excited, G. Man, damn, bro. Everybody growing up on me. <laughs> Everybody growing up on me. My mom looked at me. My mom had a moment in Christmas when she looked at me playing with my daughter. She said, "I ain't got no more babies, only grandbabies." And my mom has always called me baby. You know what I mean? She said, I ain't got no more babies no more. Like you could see there was kind of a moment. She looked at me playing with my daughter. She was like, this is a, my son's a man. You know, my son's a dad. Right. You feel me? Like crazy, crazy, crazy. Life, man, my mom, beautiful. My mom wrote me a, a card. I think our, Vinny was like four. <laughs> Maya was like two. She wrote me a, she wrote a card for me. She, you know, she stays with us for the holidays. She left me with a card. She didn't want to. My mom doesn't want to, we don't want to make eye contact and have these conversations, but she wanted to tell me some real shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So she wrote me a card and was just like, all I could tell you is I hope you get to experience what I experienced the last two weeks. Because she's like, the joy of being a parent is incredible, but watching your kids experience the joy of being a parent is like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, I can't even, you know, she turned my whole fucking insides out on that. Congratulations to Joy and Trey. (laughs) 
Welcome turn to that Cleo uh, soul on, huh? Go get you a little second in the office <laughs> in the O F E S, the office. You know what I mean? The uh, private that, time. That, that Cleo soul is the fucking uh, band aid that that holds me together after that airport trip every time, Man. bro. Named her album Mother. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? Beautiful, beautiful album. Two. All right. Both, both albums are perfect. Um. Our collective favorite basketball player experienced a professional moment along the lines of what we were just talking about, which is, did y'all see the clip of uh, Braun playing against the, the Rockets and Jabari Smith Jr. came up to him <laughs> and said, you played against my dad in your first game ever. Bet you feel old, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Jabari couldn't wait to tell him that, huh? Like, how long has Jabari been waiting? Bro, I'm like, man, why you got to hit me with that shit? You could have told me that after the game or something. You know what I mean? You know? That's why he dropped 48 on that man That's head. That yeah. dunk was on Jabari. <laughs> tell your dad I said hot, nigga. <laughs> Young buck. Bro, I thought it old man. Really been in the league so long. Um, there was like this, this graphic going around of all the father-son deals he played against. And, you know, um, you know, Gary Payton and Gary Payton II was listed on there. And they show the picture of rookie Braun guarding Lakers Gary Payton. And that shit just really hit me like, bro, that was his rookie year. That year that they got Gary Payton and Carl Malone on the Lakers. Like, dog, that 100 was, years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was 17 lifetimes ago, bro. And he's still balling. Bro, Gary Payton played in the same NBA as Braun? Yeah. It's hard sort of, to bro. imagine. Yeah, I, Lakers Gary Payton Lakers was different. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yes, yeah, yeah. But that was that was just he had he had one more year after that, didn't he? I think Carl Malone left. Gary Payton stayed, and and, and he won the chip with him the next year, right? Is no, Gary, Gary Payton got his ring with the with the 06 Heat. Okay, okay, with the Heat. Okay, yeah. I knew we got I knew we got a ring with somebody. <clears throat> so so D Wade gave him his ring. Yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking run, bro. D-Wade versus Dallas. Beautiful basketball. Crazy. Um, but I, I appreciated Braun and Jabari Smith Sr. and Jabari Smith Jr. Like, I, they, they all had a moment. Braun was talking about how crazy that was. And, and Jabari Smith Sr. was like, I mean, I can't imagine. <laughs> it's We talk about Braun maybe playing with Bronny someday or, you know, or, or Bryce or something. But to play against a guy and then have your kid play against him is kind of, that's kind of crazy too you know that's Jabari Smith Jr says so like i don't know i've ever seen my dad as happy as he was tonight just courtside oh. holding court like that's my son and you know what i mean like i i, I love that that fraternity in in the league was just it, it, that was cool to hear about but let me throw the numbers at you of bron since he turned 38 37 points per game 9.7 rebounds per game 8.6 assists per game leading the league in all three categories since turning 38 years old. Explain that to me. Never seen anything like him. Like, you know, everyone knows he's my GOAT, and a big reason why he's my GOAT is, um, you know, it's, it's kind of encapsulated in everything in that stat. He's doing this at 38. We've never seen anyone this good this long. He's leading everybody in those three statistical t categories. We've never seen someone so good at so many things basketball-wise. That's why he's the GOAT to me. We've never seen anyone this long – who, who has been this good at so many basketball things. You could break down basketball, like rings, all this, you know, all these different cultures within basketball culture itself, bro. The best basketball player, if we're talking about basketball, is Bron, by far, for the reasons that Tyler just said, dog. And it showed, there was a, there, it showed like, you know, men, 
uh, players over 38 that have gotten, you know, 40 balls. He has five. Jordan has three. And then the rest of the league has one. The rest of the league is Jamal Crawford. <laughs> Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford understandably took that shit personally. He, too. Like, the you could have just said me. Jamal Crawford. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> also, bro, like, why don't we, bro, Jamal Crawford, his last game, he had 50. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jamal, and that's the game where they're a 38 year old. I think he was what? He was 38. When he had 39 when he when he did that. Mm-hmm. But like I, I feel like Jamal doesn't get enough love. But yeah, dog, like LeBron, Le, LeBron just bro. It's just, it's you ask us to explain the something that's you can't explain. It's inexplicable. You feel me? Like we have we have never seen anything like this. It'll be hard to imagine we see something like this where a guy's IQ is this high, he's this athletic, and he's this durable. You know what I mean? Like he's truly one-on-one. Well, let me let me put it to you like this. I think everyone is correctly stating how insane this run is in sports terms sports though are something where your body breaks down right you expect you expect there to be an end of the run i'm trying to think of someone who has had a run at anything over 20 years like braun has had have we had a musician with 20 years of being at the top not like active and good but like you know, like you, you could point to like a Stevie Wonder who's still super relevant and incredible, but like, does Stevie Wonder have He's two not albums? Average in thirty still, separated <laughs> by twenty years that are thirty-eight points per game. He like, could, you, like, he could like drop the Simpsons' golden ball. era is nine right. years. Right. Shakespeare, I think, like the Beatles are like what seven years. Jimi Hendrix is three years. Like fucking, I think Shakespeare did not write. If you're looking at the masterpieces, they're closer together than twenty years. Like, I, like, what was the last time a human being was at the top of their shit for this long? At anything. You, and if you're looking you, at the numbers, go ahead, go. go I was ahead, gonna say you go could, you could yeah. probably point to Beyonce. Beyonce went solo 2003. You know, I think she had the album of the year 2022. You know, she, you know, nothing but heat in that whole span. But, but yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> when it's just you and Beyonce, you know what I mean? Like that's some. Yeah, and 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 Serena, of course, we cannot you know overlook Serena. Serena, you know, of course, but yeah, um, I mean if. It's it's just like those three who have been th- this good that this long at things, and if we look at it, looked at his numbers since twenty twenty, I think his numbers are above his average. He's averaged like thirty the last two or three seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like like up and up in rebounds, I think down in this maybe like about, about the same in assists, up in points. The dude is like he's doing more as he gets older. It's unfortunate because he shouldn't have to be. You know they should have some guys around him. But yeah, man, it's it's, it's wild to see. It's wild to see. And I'll, I'll even throw out there with, uh, with, with Serena. If you're talking about singles, her first Wimbledon French Open, the uh, Australia Open that year was 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. And she's retired. So, I mean, like, you really are, like, hard-pressed to find anybody with this kind of lasting power at the very top. It's, it's nuts. And I, I don't know what he did for his 38th birthday. You know, Savannah, please let him play the video game as long as he wants to. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. You know, the joke with Lakers fans was always, you know, Kobe had his guy in Germany that he'd go get the the Wolverine titanium. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. I don't know if Bron's flying him out. What it is, but but fuck to be doing this shit at thirty eight. It's it's truly, and I, you know, the three of us have talked about. We just happen to kind of be in the same age range with him. So that's the thing that I'll, you know. I was in college watching him playing in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like that he we graduated high school the same year. So I'll never be able to understand it because it's it, I know I'm what my life is in my body is a reasonably in shape person of above average height. 
<laughs> and I'm not even the same species as this person. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any fucking sense, man. People talk about how they, they thought it was steroids he was using. Bro, his body would have been broke down. Facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 10, steroids 15 years ago. Steroids would have beat his ass a decade ago at minimum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, this man is just special. He's different. You know what I'm saying? They do this type of thing with Tom Brady a lot where they say, oh, like, look at his numbers just since turning a certain age. And I think it's relevant to do it with LeBron James also. In his 30s, this is his ninth season, and he's over the course of his entire 30s, he's averaging 26.7 points, 8.1 assists, 7.9 rebounds on 52, 35, 71 splits and two rings. Come on, man. This is a league what where else you the want average, out of a man, dog. Th- this is this is a league where the average replacement level player in this league has a two year career and is out of the league at twenty four years old. And what's <laughs> and that's what he's done is, in his thirties. What was his issue? Was his shooting? He's shooting more and still shooting above fifty percent from the field. Shooting more deep balls. He's going. He's moving away from the basket. He has an old man, a, 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 older man game. He gonna say old oh, man. He just boomed on a nineteen year old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Older man game. And if he's still shooting about fifty percent from the field, bro, is we just haven't seen somebody like this, dog? It's not normal. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyone have anything else to say about Bron? I love help. you. <laughs> <laughs> Get that man some help, bro. Please. Oh, okay. bro. I thought you said I thought you said something that in regards to milk. Like, <laughs> let's leave. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> we'll leave that in the group chat, Bubba. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> right now, I didn't click the link either, Mike. I didn't click the link. Never had, yeah, I'm not clicking those links. Click Tyler, link doing the work of the keep devil. That, keep that devil shit to yourself, okay? <laughs> that jackal propaganda. The, keep that jackal propaganda to yourself. We will not participate over here, okay? Oh, no, sir. All right. Um, Jackson just brought up Tom Brady. I want to do a little choose your own adventure. Okay, we'll get get a little interactive with it. Y'all tell me. I'm going to give you two paths. Fork in the road here. You tell me which one you want to take. Are you going to keep your family or... (laughs) Down the road to your left, you are the greatest football player of all time. You are unanimously considered the most successful player in the biggest sport in your country. You are married to a supermodel. You live in a mansion. You get to sleep in a real adult bed, not a race car bed. You have enough money to do whatever you want for the rest of your life. You don't have to go to work ever again. Down the other path. (laughs) You are no longer married. You are sleeping in a race car bed and you are getting your ass waxed follicle by follicle by the Dallas Cowboys, by Dak Prescott, by Dakota Prescott. (laughs) On national television and then you are going home to tuck yourself into the race car bed. But on the plus side of that path, you did prove Adam Schefter wrong. Gentlemen, Schefter which in. path are you choosing? <laughs> Bro, that, that man didn't even, couldn't even go home after that. He doesn't have a home anymore. That man has a house. He went house after that. <laughs> that man went house after that loss. Where he, what, he put up, what, 96 yards? Come on, man. You, bro, I do not believe. Hey, Tyler, you said you said you said his Bed Bath and Beyond sign doesn't say this house is a home. It says this house is a house. This house is a house. <laughs> he said this man went house. <laughs> but yeah, look, man, bro, 
How you rich and broke at the same time? <laughs> you rich as hell and broken all the things that matter, nigga. You ain't even got a home no more, nigga. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bro, where's your home? This is a house, bro. <laughs> Went home to that empty ass crib. You know them right. keys was loud as fuck where's when you dropped them on the counter. Just echoing, dog. God damn, Tom. All this to prove Shefty wrong, man. You lost every motherfucking thing. God damn. Damn, nigga. Marble everywhere. No warmth. Cold as fucking that bitch. Where's your hearth, bro? Where's, where's your hearth? Light a fire in this bitch, bro. It's freezing cold, dude. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Bro, I feel... Hey, man. Honestly... Like, I don't need, like, the, the other shit, like, the money part, yeah, give me that. Give me the forever shit. Legacy doesn't matter if, like, the people who are closest to you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, my legacy, to me, what matters is, like, yeah, I want to make some bread. You feel me? You know, that's a big part of, like, you know, how I want to live and shit like that. But, like, when I'm out of here, dog, like, I want my family to say I was a good, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was a good brother, a good dad, a good son, and a good friend. Right. Y'all can keep everything else. I don't give a fuck if people remember me for all this shit. Like, 45, one to ch- I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. So he, like, he is really broke. And, like, he has no family, dog. His sh- niggas, niggas left him. He is broke in the shit that matters. That is wild. Wow. And, and I, I don't but, get, he had nothing else to prove. Like, the one knock, even though it was a bullshit knock that people had was, ah, that wasn't really Brady getting those rings. It was Belichick. It was the system. Okay, he went and got a ring without Belichick. Right, like what in the Tampa fuck Bay. Else? Yeah, at a hundred years Tampa old. Bay. Still, at a hundred years old, he was old as fuck. Well, he's forty two when he did that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so he's 41? fucking forty five, bro. Yeah, he's forty five like, now. And so, yeah, but yeah. yeah, and that's I've seen people doing like, well, he cares about his legacy, all this stuff. And to John's point, he already had the legacy secure. You already have more Super Bowls as an individual than any team has as the history of a team. You have nothing like. There's nothing for you except just wanting to keep doing it. And I do understand that to some extent, but like, I, but at, I don't at, know, but, man. but at what cost though? All right. Like if you made a promise to your wife that you were done and you knew that that shit would fracture your marriage, if you reneged on that and that was the price you were willing to pay, why? For, for this, for 96 yards in your send off, bro. Bro. Honestly, bro, if you want a Super Bowl, fuck that. Fuck that. You don't need it. It doesn't, honestly, like, at this point, he is so far above everybody else, he doesn't even benefit. He doesn't benefit from another, another Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Come home to your fucking family. <laughs> feels mighty it's time, good, bro. Dog. It's time. It's time. It's time. My, mom, my, my mom didn't want to let me get away with the way we've been talking about Tom Brady. She, she, she said to me when she was out here, she said, you know that marriage was already fucked up. She's like, she yeah, like, yeah, but, no. but that's, that's that's not funny, <laughs> right? <laughs> Bro, and he still has his kids and all of that. He's good. He's perfectly yeah. fine. The house but, is not cold, but that's also not funny. <laughs> correct. You know what I mean? Correct. <laughs> all right, I want to ask you guys, John. I know you you think about advertising, and I, I do. I, I want to ask you guys about this. Uh, anyone? I don't know if Jackson watched the football games over the weekend. I caught pretty much all four of the playoff games or five of the playoff games, Saturday, Sunday. And as was a topic on Twitter, um, the Burger King corporation is like going out of their way to buy every commercial slot possible. And so I literally, we're just walking around my house, my entire household, whopper, 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 <laughs> whopper, whopper, like constantly because we heard it 400 times last weekend. 
Now, <laughs> my family's not a Burger King family. We go to Wendy's. We go to McDonald's. Are there Burger King families? I don't, I'm sure there are. They have them. They're somehow affording the commercials, right? Mm-hmm. My family's not a Burger King family, and so I do understand one purpose of advertisement is engagement and getting people talking about your product. But there is, they moved it from a zero percent chance to a zero percent chance that we will go get Burger King this week. What is the difference between? advertising and terrorism like all they're doing is just sowing chaos in my household bro they're not gonna make one fucking dollar back like is the purpose of these is this like psychological warfare of some kind like john is there a value to an ad that is not bringing money back that is just making you miserable i don't understand what they're doing <laughs> what the fucking if strategy good, is. If it's good advertisement, yes. For instance, how McDonald's uses like Travis Scott, Bad Bunny and whatnot, you know what I'm saying, to kind of get that gener- generation to come buy McDonald's because they wanted the Travis Scott meal. Also, they sell like mer- sell merch, uh, sold merch. I actually bought a couple of the... <laughs> <laughs> the uh you know what i'm saying the 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 hundred dollar hoodies that they had at that mall you know what i'm saying so like there's good advertisement there's ways but like the the the, the gimmicky like repeat the word the word so much that it's stuck in your head or to make a jingle that's that's just annoying that worked in the fucking 30s in the 40s you know what i'm saying when you heard on the radio and shit before before colored television before tvs nigga like that's not instantly that doesn't work with us anymore like you have to be creative. Like, for instance, with uh, how how um, they even like Bieber and Bad Bunny did the shit with uh, what's what's them what them shoes I was wearing during the during the um, during the that all the kids wear now. You got the Crocs. Crocs, yeah. When they they was doing that shit, which made Crocs like the mo- like shit one of the most popular shoes. You know what I'm saying? There's there's ways that it affects people when it's done well. But what Burger King's doing is just annoying. So yes, I would say it's more akin to terrorism. <laughs> Than actual advertisement, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> that's silly. That's I mean, like, dude, just saying it. Like, come on, that's cheap, bro. I mean, it literally, John, it would be like they'd cut to commercial, and three of the commercials would be Burger King commercials, bro. I mean, the thing is, if you if, <laughs> <laughs> spend more money on the quality of the commercial, and not just the spot the commercial is being put in, you know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers out here make commercials that make niggas. You could you could make a Burger King commercial that'll make me cry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> at, at this moment in time, it would be quite easy to do so as well. <laughs> right, you feel me? As emotional as I am, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, but like they they they, they spin it in the wrong way. Let me in 30 seconds write a Burger King commercial that would make John cry. Just show you a, a dad. The the mom leaves for the weekend. The dad's got the baby girl by himself. He takes a baby girl to Burger King. She's excited, playing in the ball pit or whatever, and he's sitting there smiling. And then show him taking her to fucking Burger King after she graduates high school. You know what I mean? Rap. I'm I'm fucking. And, I'm sobbing just, on the couch. Just just add <laughs> just add a my dad dad before you cut to the. You know what I'm saying? To to us eating Burger King at 18 with her graduate with her with her graduation joint on. You feel me? Yeah. Nigga, that's gonna. Hey, nigga, I need me a Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> Need to cry in my Whopper. You, you, yeah, you ain't gotta say Whopper. I'm gonna try to Whopper, 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 Whopper on the way to the motherfucking way to get me one. You know what I'm saying? Bet the NFL playoffs with FanDuel, where every play is a rush. This weekend, FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay during the divisional round. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. 
You'll get free bets back if your NFL playoff same game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays let you combine all your favorite bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Um, I am still in disbelief that the Kansas City Chiefs are one home win against the Jacksonville Jaguars away from the AFC Championship game. I think they're going to go into Arrowhead and absolutely lay it down. So I would take the Chiefs. I would take a QB. I would take a Pat Mahomes over on passing touchdowns. Um, maybe Juju Smith-Schuster, my guy, is an anytime touchdown scorer, but I like the Chiefs to win big this weekend. You can even ride with thousands of other fans and bet popular SGPs already made for you. If you're new to FanDuel, join now with promo code JNJ to see for yourself why it's America's number one sportsbook. And if you already have FanDuel, you can start building your no-sweat same-game parlay today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And again, join with promo code JNJ. That's J-A-N-D-J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states, three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required, refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets in Ohio, and free bets in all other eligible states that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time and range in lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Carl Malone is uh, in an ominous piece of breaking news. It was reported that Carl Malone is coming back on the grid for the All-Star Weekend in Utah. How many switches you got to flip to reset Carl Malone and get him? This is like Jurassic Park. Like you got to run through the raptor pit to fucking get to that shit to put that disgusting old man back on the grid, bro. 
Well, this I'm, sounded like a threat, did it not, Tyler, yeah, when you I'm, read I'm, the tweet? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's living off the grid, and I think that there's a part of him that knows how much he is despised, but he knows that Utah is the only you know place in, uh, in the whole NBA landscape that does not despise him. But I feel that we owe it. <laughs> it is our duty as NBA fans in 2023 with the technology that we have where we all have our voice. To let that motherfucker know how much we despise him. We need whatever, you know, whatever types of tweets, posts, whatever we need to get out, whenever that motherfucker just comes on, we need to let motherfuckers know who are posting them, whether it's the jazz, whether it's, you know, what um fucking, you know, sponsors or whatever. No, this is not that guy. You know what I mean? And it's bigger than basketball. He is a scumbag as a person. You know what I'm saying? Flat out. So I don't know how they don't realize how shitty. This melted milk dud of a motherfucker <laughs> is, bro. Everybody on the planet that talks with him, except people associated with the NBA, know how trash this fucking asshole is, right? And it's like every like it's it's so wild to me. Yeah, he got buckets. He's the worst human on the planet. <laughs> nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, like damn, fuck that nigga. In every language, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Crazy how they keep bringing this dude up. Like, it's not, like, he isn't who he is. It's insane, dog. Yeah, but fuck him. We will, Tyler, like you said, I'm following your lead. We on his head. We, we, got we on the someone, NBA's I, head. Let's I, be on the I, NBA's I, head. Like, yo, because Carl Malone know he's trash. You know what I'm saying? We need to be on the NBA's head let them know. This nigga is trash, bro. What the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck the mailman like, dunk. That shit was weak, too. That shit was weak as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Some L.A. gears, bitch. God L.A. Damn. gear catapults. <laughs> fuck out of here. Big, heavy-ass, boot-ass, motherfucking face-ass, nigga, man. Walker, fuck Texas you. Ranger, boot-wearing-ass, nigga, you know man. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that nigga, Big man. belt buckle, head-ass, hook-head-ass, nigga. nigga. <laughs> fuck wrong with you, man. Shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> God damn. Sheriff Malone. We don't give a fuck about that nigga, dog. He the ops. God. Late. <laughs> I'll acknowledge Braun DM and the Jackal before I acknowledge Carl Malone. As a no, we ain't going to acknowledge that, bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm we, not acknowledging can, either then, one ever. We can, we can, we, we can, yeah, we can. <laughs> both, both are not options. Zero <laughs> percent is not bigger than zero percent. You feel me? Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, this is going to be a little bit of therapy for Tyler and I, but there's a video circulating of uh, third graders uh, playing basketball, enjoying themselves, having fun, uh, celebrating, some would say taunting, and I'm just going to be honest with you, it's a little too spicy for me. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like this movement in youth sports. I guarantee I spend more time around youth sports than most media members uh, as, a, as, a, as a father of two. It is like, uh, here's the thing. The celebration, like if you talk about baseball, you talk about basketball, whatever. Celebration is great. Uh, emotion is great. I'm pro that in all sports. These kids are not actually celebrating, bro. Like it's just like ritualistic in the same way that kids used to be taught that they weren't allowed to celebrate. There's no jo like there's no joy in most of what these kids are doing. But so many kids feel like, "Oh, this is the emote in my fucking video game that I play. So I have to do this thing at another kid." And I don't like it with little kids. I I really genuinely do not like the shit and 
you know, I don't know. I coach youth teams. I'd never be like, hey, don't be happy about doing something good. I would never say that to a kid ever in my life. But when you have like seven-year-old kids showing up a pitcher or whatever, it's like, bro, who the fuck are you? You are also that little kid, bro. <laughs> be nice to that little kid. You are a little fucking kid, bro. <laughs> it's it's like I told you, I hate it how much I hated it more than I actually hated it, if it makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, yes. A parallel I can draw here. One time, um, my godson was, was was 15. You know, he just had his permit. He asked if he could, you know, push the whip. I said, sure. You know, we, we could do that. We can, You know, so he gets in the car. He's driving with one hand on the wheel. I tell him, bro, both hands on the wheel, man. And, I went, and at that moment, I felt so old and unhip. But this is the same shit here, bro. You have to learn the fundamentals. <laughs> you have to learn the basics before you do all that hot dog and shit. You are eight years old, bro. You know John hates look, us right now. Look at John. Look how much John not, hates us. Right look, now. you are you are eight years old. Learn to shoot off the right foot. You know when you take a layoff, get your fucking form <laughs> or your jumper somewhat right. You know what I mean? Like, like that's my whole shit. I don't mind the shit. I love shit talking. But at eight years old, you doing the too small to another eight year old, bro. That motherfucker might be taller than you next year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Growth spurts haven't even been done yet. It's just. Bro, like, you got to go through puberty before you do the too small of somebody. Right, I'm sorry. Right. Like, I, you, just, <laughs> I, I mean, you got to be and, able to double yeah. knot your own fucking shoes before you could call someone a baby. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it made me think I would probably I feel like middle school age is probably the age where I'm fine with all the hot dogging and celebrating and shit. Because, you know, shit is, you, you, you know, you've got a solid foundation there. You kind of know the game a, a bit. You know, you can talk your shit there. But eight years old, bro, like. I don't know, man. Like I said, I hate how it makes me feel. Like I said, right. I was feeling Republican as fuck with some of the notes I was having about that shit, man. <laughs> I, I didn't care about the left hand on the left side, left layup on the left side type shit. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it was more like, it was it was kids imitating, an adult, imitating adults in a way that made them seem older than what they were. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind, you know, kids, you know, talking a little shit and all that, but when it when it comes to like when kids are imitating adults in ways that make them seem like they're not kids, that's where I'm like, bro, let these these niggas just need to be kids. Just go out here and really have fun. I don't the fact that it it's it means that a layup means enough to them where they're shit. Like, dog, I would hit a layup and be like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't care enough about basketball to talk shit to somebody at in elementary school. You know what I mean? Like it, you know, so like if I missed the layup, I'd be frustrated at myself. Like, damn, bro, you could have got that two points. You could have got eight points instead of six. <laughs> you know what I mean? In this 15-minute basketball game. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, that's that's what bothered me is like it's a, it's kids imitating an adult, imitating adults in ways that make them seem like they're not, they're losing a bit of their childhood a little bit. Because it shouldn't be that basketball shouldn't mean that much to them at that age. You know, it should just purely be fun. You know, but when you're eight, like, dude, that's what, third grade? When you see a whole team of third grade eight, eight-year-olds doing the same celebrations after stuff, like, they've been, like, that's just part of what they're being coached to do. That And that's the part that I don't like, is an adult is telling them to do that shit. You know what I mean? It didn't look spontaneous. It just looked like, make a three and then do this. Make a layup, then do this. You know what I mean? And that's the part that I didn't like about it, especially because... This shit's different than the fucking pros, bro. You don't need to do that in another eight-year-old's face. You just don't need to do that shit. And I like, I tell kids on our teams, baseball, basketball, whatever. You know, I think a big part of what 
I'm what, one of the, one of the things you're trying to teach kids is how to deal with having shitty referees, stuff like that, right? I really do believe in the the, the benefit of youth sports for teaching some of that <laughs> stuff. And I tell all the, our kids all the time, you haven't earned the right to complain about the officiating, bro. Like you're a fucking eight year old kid. You're still double dribbling, right? Right. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like, of course, the of course the refs suck. You know what I mean? Like, because and, and, you and, suck. And so, you gonna say that obviously? But you know, no, what no, I mean? no, no. I did. I, t- I told the best kid on our basketball team, and he said, he's like, well, he's a, he literally said, he's like, Bron, he's a huge Lakers fan. He's like, Bron complains about the refs. I said, well, you're getting paid to play basketball. You can expect to be officiated by professionals. <laughs> right. But like, you're a little kid, bro. You're not. Yeah. I, I told him, and he's good too. I was like, you're not good enough to expect the officials to be professional, bro. Nobody you're is. Nobody kid. is because no little kid <laughs> right. is. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And the more energy you waste on, you know, being upset about officials or whatever, the worse you're gonna play or whatever else. But like that's part of what it is, is and, and like you said, express your emotion genuinely, not in a way that's like, you know, you're just imitating someone or whatever else. Also, I, right. I coach my little that's brother. That's the that's the old great. that's the fuddy duddiest shit we're ever gonna say on this. I coached my little show. brother in like third and fourth grade. And in third grade, he was like around eight years old. And I remember like like him getting down on himself at times. Yeah. I'm like, bro, just have fun. And I couldn't imagine right. some coach, nigga, shit might not have been sweet, bro. <laughs> some coach telling their kids to like, my little brother, you know, like that's that's the, that's what he, that's who's coaching these kids. Like that's who's like the teams he's playing are right. coached by like you, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Right, Me right, at right. 19. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and this fucking... 40 year old is telling nigga. Hey, Jeremy, Cody, pull up. (laughs) (laughs) And and the whole thing is, you know, Will, hey, nigga, I need you. uh, You feel me? (laughs) Jabari, nigga. (laughs) And the whole thing is, this shit was recorded too, bro. Like, who is recording eight year olds hooping? You know what I mean? It it, kind of goes, I don't know if y'all saw that clip Austin Rivers had about. How, Talk about it. About, you know, Austin Rivers was talking about, you know, when he was coming up, if you had a mixtape, you were that guy. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, there was the John Wall mixtape, which is perhaps the best fucking mixtape of all time. It was the fucking, you know, Austin Rivers mixtape. He was a bad motherfucker. There was the Akil Carr. Uh, I don't know if y'all hit Tim, five foot five kid out of Baltimore. He was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, you know, Seventh Woods had a crazy mixtape too. But now it's like everyone has a mixtape. Everyone knows that, you know, all eyes are on them. Everyone knows everything is content. Everyone knows that, you know, you can have your moment. If you, if you get a bucket, you know, talk your shit too, because that's what goes viral now. And it's just like, I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's, it's, it goes back to like also what Austin River said was you had to be the guy to have, you know, a fucking film crew back then. But now it's right, just right, you know, right. everywhere. Well, what, let what? me, but, 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 but let, me, let me speak on this. Let me argue against my own profession for a minute. So when JJ and I started covering sports in Long Beach, this was 2007, 2008. And what made us different, the reason that we've been successful in Long Beach is we were doing highlight videos from football, basketball, baseball, soccer, volleyball, 2007, 2008. We were the only camera at every game that we were at. We have video of DeMar DeRozan throwing the, 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 the ball off the backboard to himself and dunking in a game. The only camera in the gym. Mm-hmm. You cannot imagine a world now. If DeMar DeRozan, if a prospect when he was 18 years old was playing a high school basketball game, there'd be 30 cameras in the gym yeah. every single time, right? And what happened was people saw, oh, these guys did a DeMar DeRozan mixtape. Well, what they're not thinking is what I think we thought when we were kids, which is, I wish I was good enough to get a mixtape. What they're thinking or what their parents are thinking is, 
if I get my kid a mixtape, he'll be that good. It's completely flipped right. everything around, right? And the availability of cameras, the, the people in the profession who are trying to get a leg up, and no disrespect to the people out there filming highlights for just the fact that we happen to be older. I'm not saying that we're like better to be doing it or something, but it is true that it's completely changed to where we were the only journalists in Southern California really filming anything in high school when we started out 15 years ago. And now we're paying high school kids to do this shit because they can film and edit on their phone better than people who would come to us with college degrees and shit. It's just so ingrained in what everyone's doing. But I do think it's backwards because it should be a reward. Attention should be a reward. That's evolutionarily how our species was designed. But now we've sort of flattened that out to where you spread it across everybody. And I think if you look at the mental health of teenagers and the, the studies about that, I think it's obvious that it's not good. Like, it, it hasn't been an improvement to society to do that. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's dangerous enough for high schoolers. But if we have eight, nine, ten-year-olds who are moving in ways where, like, hey, this will get me viral, and then right. adults sharing the content, you know what I'm saying? Pushing that, you know what I'm saying? Idea that, yeah, you know, hey, I, you know, but this got so many views. There's people that, that do middle school. There's people that do middle school, elementary school rankings, bro. Yeah. There's people I mean, right now who tell you, "Here's my class of 2040 rankings for for fucking second grade basketball players." Like yeah. they're, I mean, and they make money doing yeah. it because the parents want to be able to say, "Look, my kid is ranked. I'm trying to get him into this middle school. I'm trying to get him in, like it's 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 fucked up, bro." <laughs> like it's, it's, it's problematic I, as hell, man. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I I, I really do, and I, I don't I don't say that lightly. And I, I recognize there's fucking bigger problems in the world, obviously, but it is a little bit of a like, I don't know, I don't know if like, if eight year olds should feel like they're on stage all the time. I don't bro, think that's maybe think, the healthiest think, think way for this. them to grow up. Think about this, and we were we still had recess at eight. You know what I'm saying? We still had. I mean, this is like you know, like this is the age in which these kids are. You know what I mean? Like we still had recess, bro. We was I was playing what? Four square and shit. Y'all remember that shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we was doing like we was just chilling. We went home and played with our homies. You know what I mean? Like whether whatever we, we would hoop, we would sometimes just fight, set up fights, we just fight each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like just regular shit that kids did. You know, create jumps on our bikes that might hurt each other, but might not, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just trampolines like th this is the shit that you're doing at that age and these kids are worrying about the internet like like as if it's a job if go out to get this content like bro like i just i truly just wish kids could be kids and just not give a fuck about none of the shit that we care about because being a child is such a quick it's so right short. you're i remember i remember i remember at, at like 23 i was talking to my homie at the lunch table at, uh we was at, we was at school in, in, in college and the homie said, bro, you're only a kid for such a short period of time. Like, you're an adult for so long. And that right. was the first time I'd ever thought that, like, damn, I'm 23. So I was, like, a kid five years ago. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking, like, damn, I'm going to be adult for hellas. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, like, I just want these kids, I just want kids to have an opportunity to be kids for, you know what I'm saying? And, and try to, you know, like. You know, eight like high school shit starts changing. You know, I mean, you start thinking a little different. But like, damn, you eight years old and you thinking about engagement? Like, golly, bro, you gonna have enough time to think about that shit 
in the future, bro, as an adult, you know what I mean? And all these other, and I, I do. I, and I want to just hop in there and say, this is not just off this like basketball clip. This is something I've just noticed as a dad that like, you know, Vinny's friends, like that's, they talk about creating YouTube channels and how many subscribers are going to have and stuff like that. that really is like, that's cool they, they to want, me because that could be something they do when they're older. Cause I mean, but, but, but this is like, this is this sort of tricky thing where, and as you guys know, like I am never, ever, ever someone who's like our generation did it right. Like no, no. we grew up when kids, you know, like whatever. And, My favorite person on the planet was like Snoop or fucking Tupac, nigga. Like for I sure. And, so, and so it's, but like, I think about that with screen time a lot. We have a lot of friends who are like very extreme about their kids with screen time. And I always kind of challenge them on it. Like, did I, do you remember how we felt about the kids whose parents didn't let them watch The Simpsons or play video games? Like, right. You have to be realistic about the world you're raising your kid in. And the world you're raising your kid in is a world where what are you? What are they going to talk to kids about? Now, my Vinny, you know, they play Foursquare and stuff, but they talk about the videos that they watch and shit. Like, that's what their culture is, mm -hmm. you know? And so you have to be respectful of that while also thinking about like what's the difference between okay I, I wanted to be a writer when i was in second grade so i was making these little books or comic books or whatever so mm -hmm. they want to be content creators that's who they see as entertainers they don't mm -hmm. give a fuck about ryan seacrest or whoever the fuck is oh. on tv on oh. network tv right they th they'd see okay these are the kids that are making videos these are the teenagers making videos so that's who they want to be we had kids i think i told you all this last baseball season we had two kids on our team who what they did was they did a, a fake podcast every practice at the end of practice they'd be interviewing the kids and stuff. they were funny as fuck but like right. that's what they wanted to be because that to them was the same as us wanting to be a radio dj or a rapper or something right? and that's smart so, so that and i think that's there's a, there's some of that is okay this is the world they're growing up in so that makes sense but right, some right. of it is the problem is you actually can get that exposure <laughs> You're an eight-year-old, you know, on Twitter or whatever. Your parents made a YouTube so they could make some money off you opening presents or whatever the fuck it is. And that, to me, is the danger because when I was trying to figure out how to be a writer, when you were riding your bike, we didn't have the world watching us. We could figure that shit out in private in our neighborhood with our friends. You know? I think I'm thinking about this, man. I remember being a kid and wanted to be a child actor, not because I actually cared about acting. Cause I wanted all the the fly ass shit, you know. What I'm, they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted the the the. the I didn't want to just be circling shit in East Bay and not having the bread to get it or having to mow a lawn to get right. one pair of shoes yep. for the year. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like I wanted to be that, and so like, but it was very few people that had opportunity that had those had those opportunities to get that type of bread at that young and have the world looking at them. A lot of times it didn't turn out that well for most of them. You know what I mean? And I think for these for the in, in the in the age groups that like like. Up until high school, with people, there's more. But I mean, like, I think like in middle school and elementary school, it's still the just it's probably the a similar amount of people that are getting that type of yeah, uh, right. you know what I'm saying? Even even with like YouTube and all that stuff available. But uh, yeah, for me, it's like I mean, it's smart because they're preparing for the world. They're not they shouldn't be preparing for the world we grew up in. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, like they should be preparing for the world they're gonna grow up in or the world that they see right now at least because it's gonna change five times before they become you know of working age for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's how how do we how do you manage that? You know what I mean? How do you manage that without being like I remember seeing uh Kevin on stage, uh he would bring his kids to work sometimes and uh I remember his sons would watch other people play video games and I was like, What the fuck? Why would they like that's crazy? Like watching this is the Twitch world streams and stuff well, like this, that. This yeah. is on YouTube. This is because this is a okay. you can go on YouTube back and in the see. day, yeah. Now still you still you still do that. There's people right. that show like, you know, hey on COD, this is how I approach, you know. 
Right. And so until I got on Twitch and I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I I, I started understanding it. You know what I mean? So I want to be able to, you know, let Somi, whoever, you know, you know, approach the world that they in the way that they should, that'll prepare them for whatever they want to do. But how do we do that with still, you know, kind of monitoring, make sure they don't, you know, have the same, the same challenge, struggles bro. with a lot of these people with the, with, I mean, mental health. If you just, you're not engaging with people. Do you, right. do, you, do you remember, do you remember at the end of summer, like, I can't wait to go to school because Venetia going to be in there, Jaquetta going to be there, you know what I'm saying? My homie Chris going to be there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to really get engaged with my niggas that I don't really get to see like that, you feel Tyler me? Tyler couldn't wait to get dropped off for preschool the fucking first day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Right, 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 because you're going to be hanging with your niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, I remember thinking that, you know, um, even in high school, but like now, like, because... The way they engage, like I don't know, it's just it's just so different. It's just so different, bro. It's um but like it's online. It's yeah. online. It's and I think there's something there's something not healthy about that, you know, really that that type of engagement, you know. It's it's a really unique thing with you know Gen Z and even with younger millennials, where it is normal for you to spotlight yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like like I've seen I've seen the conversation on Twitter all the time. Like, you know, oh, I'm I'm on a dating site, and this and this guy doesn't have you know an Instagram red flag. What is he trying to hide? You know, who is this person? That because having an Instagram, social right? That is yeah. normal. You know, for for, yeah. for that age group, you are supposed to right. you know put yourself on display to a certain degree. And and you know, it's, it's going back to what you said, John. It's like when does the you know when does you know displaying yourself when when does it cross into, into the line of being performative of, of of maybe even being borderline phony where that's not really you but you just got to keep up with it because this is the norm for your generation you know what i mean so right so, right, so, right. so that's a, a balance that th- these younger folks have to walk that that i don't know if i could walk because y'all know me i don't give a fuck about pictures instagram none of that shit i they'd have probably thought i was a weirdo you know if, if i was fucking you know 10 15 years younger, hey, you'd so. be different too i mean you'd be different to some extent i don't know if it's you'd be on instagram but if you grew up now you know what i mean like yeah. you, that the world would be different around you to an extent that your place as the same person would probably be in a different yeah. spot you know what i mean my little brother he the, the my youngest brother he's 16 now crazy 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 but anyway he's 16 now remember when he had banana on his lip asking me to stay home but now he's 16 <laughs> big as fuck almost my height so uh feet and hands bigger than mine though he's gonna be huge but anyway so he has a very small social imprint he don't fuck with twitter He's on Snap. He has like three pictures on his Instagram, and he'll delete them. I would you know say that's a, that's a that's an average teenager. And he's in, that in, in, in nigga in high school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I remember at the wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was looking at, at Snapchat shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like people, he was getting images. I couldn't look. It is unlawful for me to look at right. his Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know, because he would like what he was, you know, like, so he, he but I, I would say that's a that normal nigga, teenager. You know that's a, that's, a, that's but, the cool thing, though, is having like a clean Instagram feed. If you're a teenager now with like maybe one picture, maybe two pictures. Yeah. And then yeah. They're stuffing your stories or stuff on Snapchat, but there's nothing permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do think the next, next generation is starting to pull back from what Tyler just talked about. They're yeah. seeing people who are 18 through 30, whatever, and going. These motherfuckers keep losing their jobs over this yes, shit, yes, you know, yes, or, or, yes, or getting yes. caught up or or whatever. Now the downside of that is, you know, I mean, there's a fucking million downsides of it. Like, <laughs> and and what's wild is all of this exists so that like four social media companies could be worth a trillion dollars. <laughs> all these challenges in how you raise kids with strong mental health and a good sense of self and all this other shit. Like, yeah, bro, it's I don't know. 
It's fucked up. I'm going to be honest with you. It's fucked up. Anyway, wow, that was a long segment on those kids doing celebrations in their eight-year-old basketball game. I mean, it got, it got, it got <laughs> serious worries from old men. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Um, okay, last thing we want to talk about. Tyler uh, Tyler had some tweets about uh, Boston's VORP when it comes to uh, <laughs> their racism efficiency. <laughs> Bust, uh, bro. I do not understand Bostonians for, for a number of reasons, but one of one of my biggest reasons is you know whenever the, the 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 stories you know the accusations of Boston being a racist city you know go out there, they defend their city in a way where they don't deny that it's racist, but they they point the finger like, well, yeah, well, how would you feel if we called your city racist? You know what I mean? And I just do not understand that line of reasoning. You know, for a number of fucking reasons, because for one. If you're saying your city isn't as racist as everyone makes it make, make, make it out to be, what the fuck do you gain from that? Like, you know, what do you gain from that? Because to, you're basically saying we don't have, you know, the extreme racism. We just have, you know, the subtle racism. You know, you're like, you're like Guthrie over here. He doesn't want black people to, you know, experience genocide. He just doesn't want y'all living next door to him. Come on. Like, Guthrie's not that bad, guys. Like, what the fuck do is gained from that? You know what I mean? So I will never understand Bostonians, you know, because they're they're in denial. They, they fucking downplay the shit shit um and and for one they called marcus smart <laughs> marcus fucking Sm marcus smart gets it with the n-word that dude takes charges he shoots threes he plays defense and that man got called the hard r leaving a home game bro <laughs> like look, he is mr grit and grind yes, you know what i'm saying yes everything that boston white ass boston love he plays basketball like a white man's dream <laughs> you know what i'm saying takes charges shoots threes this plays is how defense. black people should play right. basketball you and know they what i'm called saying that man the hard r look bro boston is different and I, like i said i do not understand defending your city on some we're not that racist shit because what the fuck is the point of that like i said bro this shit is not like the buffalo wild wing spicy thermometer if somebody says your city is like spicy hot sriracha what do you gain by saying no we're just like honey barbecue you know racist we're not you know ghost pepper racist what the fuck is the point dog <laughs> why i see so many niggas walking by me not being called nigga <laughs> right. only a couple <laughs> and i've only seen a couple negroes called nigger <laughs> A couple colors <laughs> called out of their name. <laughs> and, this, yeah, and this all stemmed from man. that fucking god-awful MLK statue, though. That's where the conversation yeah. came from. Bro. I actually love the artist, though. I have a book <laughs> from the from the artist, bro. In my, in my, uh, I think it's photography, though. But, um, yeah, I, I hate Just it. Just like hate photographs of big beefy dicks or what's <laughs> Big hogs. That is a hog. A MLK just swinging left to right. Dog. You, you have a you have a you have a photography book called Fat Hogs. Fat Hogs. Of course I do. Duh. If it's sus, it's me. I am Mr. Sus. Yes. I that statue is uh, hogs galore. <laughs> the fucking sequel, hogs. More, more hogs galore. More hogs galore. More, more hogs galore. Plus. <laughs> all right, uh, that's all the time we got today. We'll be back on Monday with uh, with more <laughs> more cock talk. More cock talk. M O R E M O O R. 
More, yeah. more hogs galore. <laughs> <laughs> more cock talk with Uncle LeJethro coming on Monday. Uh, we'll be back. Have you seen a Morris hog? Great weekend. Bye. Bye. Religious hogs galore. <laughs>